Cream-colored ponies and crisp apple strudels Doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzels with noodles Wild geese that fly with the moon on their wings Welcome, Pewter Report readers, listeners, and viewers to another edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius on a wonderful Thursday. I am John Ledyard from PewterReport.com. With me to kick off the show is Scott Reynolds from PewterReport.com. And then we've got Casey Hudson and J.C. Allen joining a little bit later. And the topic is going to stay the same throughout in in addition to answering your questions as we do every single Thursday. We are also talking about the Bucks players who need to step up against the Saints, Scott, because just being honest, a lot of Bucks players haven't stepped up in this matchup nearly enough, especially in the offensive side of the ball. And so we need to talk about it. We're going to talk about players on both yes. sides, but especially on offense, it feels like they've been a little slacking against the Saints. Yeah. You know, whoever who doesn't slack, though, at any point in time, Celsius. Oh, that might be five today, John. Right. It's just yes. outside the top five. It's you not promised like, it. I did. It's not like, you know, um, I fell out of favor with orange or the, the cream sickle um, or tropical vibe. Those are all of my top five. But sometimes you just want like a little change of pace. Right. Yeah. And I think the Buccaneers need a change of pace from their normal routine against the Saints in the regular season. Right. I mean, they right. the, the Saints have just owned the Buccaneers in the regular season. Now, the playoffs were a different story. Celsius is a different story. So maybe me changing it up and going with a different vibe this week with the peach vibe, maybe that's yeah. what what's needed for the Buccaneers to get over the hump. I don't know. I've got, maybe, I've got tropical vibe right here. As you can see on the screen, there's a lot of vibes from Celsius. Fuji apple vibe. pear, strawberry yes. guava, wild berry. I mean, the list goes on and on. Watermelon, orange. There's so many good flavors. You can check them out yourself. The best energy drink out there, folks. We're not lying to you. We're not leading you astray. No sugar. They give you the boost you need without the crash. They're good for you. It's great stuff from Celsius, and you can get in a ton of tasty flavors. You can go to Celsius.com and find the store located to find out where they are near you or use the banner ads over at pewterreport.com. Do the Amazon subscribe and save options, save a little bit of money, have these these uh, wonderful beverages coming to your door on a regular basis as well. So it's great stuff from Celsius. And let's hope it's great stuff for the Bucks this Sunday, Scott, because we mentioned, I think, Bruce Arians two for seven against Sean Payton uh, since yes. he came over and uh, started coaching. Well, I guess maybe even before. I think he's not had much success in this matchup. And so, you know, this is one where you're going to have to look at the matchup and say, okay, on paper this time around, the Bucs have a greater talent advantage than any other time that they've played the Saints. Yes. They've still had some talent advantages at other times, but they have not had it like they'll have it in this game, especially right. at key positions. And that's got to matter a lot, right, Scott? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you would, you would think so. Again, I remember last year for the Sunday night game, granted it was earlier in the season, it was the 1st of November rather than around the, the midway point of December halfway through the year, when the Saints came to town, I fully expected the Buccaneers to rise up and beat the bully, finally. Uh, and it certainly seemed like they would do it at Raymond James Stadium on Sunday Night Football, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen. It was it was ridiculous. It was 38-3 to beat down. Drew Brees called it a whooping um, on Twitter this week, which, you know, it was. Yeah. Um, it was. The Bucs got their revenge in – the playoffs, right, and knocking out Drew Brees and the Saints in that that uh, NFC divisional playoff game. Um, 
I kind of expected the Bucs to continue the beatdowns in New Orleans. I mm-hmm. predicted the Buccaneers to beat the Saints on Halloween. It didn't happen, right? Um, I do think this is going to be a win, though. I shared that with you yesterday mm-hmm. on the podcast. I think it's going to be a pretty close win. But um, but the coaching staff has to step up. But it's not just the coaches, right? It's not just Bruce Arians, and it's not just Todd Bowles and, and Byron mm-hmm. Leftwich. The players have to step up, right? right. So, so which players – need is to really step up the most, right? Yeah, and I think one thing that we kind of disagreed on last time after these two teams played that I think I've come closer to your way of seeing it at least was that in this matchup, I last meeting regular season, the coaches were closer to figuring out the Saints than we've ever seen them. I agree with you on the offensive side, the defensive side, but now I look back on and think of them like, man, Trevor Simeon threw for like 159 yards and there were penalties all over the place. So it was a combination of like unluckiness in some ways, dumb penalties. And there were some things schematically I think could have been yeah. better defensively and probably will be. But I do look at that and say, okay, coaching wise, I think they were closer to solving things last yeah. time they've ever been. Players didn't execute the way that they necessarily should have. Plus there was a, there was a lot of calls that went against them in that game. Yeah, and it impacts true. things when you're not playing your A game. Right. And so, yeah, I do look at this and say, you know, I was going to be different and, and, and say a coach today for, you know, who needs to step up in this matchup. But I'm going to acknowledge that they need to be better, but I am going to focus on players, I think, today when we yeah. do these, like who needs to step up, because I do think that's where most of the onus is. Yeah, it really, it, it it's the case, because I, I agree. You look at the the offensive production, the 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 point production, the yardage production on the, on the offensive side, I think Byron Leftwich called his best game against the Saints so far. And, and even even in that that playoff win in New Orleans, John, when the Bucks scored thirty points, they had three possessions inside the Saints part of the field, thanks to Buccaneer takeaways. So it's yeah. not like the Buccaneers had to drive eighty yards in New Orleans and get touchdowns on the board. They did the job in relatively short field situations due to those four takeaways by the mm-hmm. Bucks defense. And by the way, that was the difference in that game. The Bucks had a four nothing takeaway advantage, a turnover margin advantage in that playoff game, four to nothing. Yet they still only beat the Saints by ten points. So that's how close these games are. So right. uh, I'm going to give you my first player on offense that needs to step up. Then I'll talk about the defensive player, and in between, then I'm going to tell you guys about a new uh, partner of ours for this mm. this week. It's a special promotion. For Buccaneer fans, so hang on to that in just a second. I'll get to that. It's Great. ASX. Yeah. Do we know the answer to this question down here? Would home playoff tickets go on sale Sunday night if the Bucks win? Do we know that? No, because because um, they'd have to know the date still, right? I yes, don't know they, how that works. Yeah, they still have to know, wait till the actual. Day yeah, is and and, and that's that's something the league does. That's not something that 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 the NFL okay. uh, or that the, the teams do individually. That's okay. something that the league puts into place. So the league will give the Buccaneers the go ahead to put those on sale, but all playoff games are league games, not Buccaneer games. So, mm-hmm. so they, uh, now for this game, will they wait until the exact matchup is defined to release the sale of the tickets for those playoff games? Because that's a good they question, will, John. Yeah, they will know that the Bucs <laughs> I don't know whether they'll know. They obviously yeah. don't know. Is it Sunday, Sunday, what they're doing, a weird Monday night thing that's right. so stupid? You know, right. like I'm not sure. Yeah, so I, I don't think so, Jay. That that might take a little bit more time. Yeah, we'll the reason why I'm laughing is because the Bucks have not had a home playoff game since 2007, so <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the Super Bowl, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, 
Well, wait, Washington was that? Well, no, that were in Washington for that game. Yeah, all three yeah. road, and then yeah, all three games were on the road last the year. Bowl, so, which obviously, yeah. So the, the last stuff. time, whoops, sorry, we've got a phone call here. Who, who's calling you? I on the show? Yeah, While I you're on the show? Oh man, is it? That's, is it that's, you wouldn't have told us it was a phone call. Some juicy information that that's privileged and confidential information. Here. Wow, might have, okay. might have been a Buccaneer oh, source. I'll have to get it back to. I was going to say now. Yeah, I know you've been knocking down the doors lately, so I'm just yeah. uh, I'm waiting here. All right, we'll we'll get to it on another show. Maybe we'll talk yep. about. It. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yep. But all right, your first buck that you think needs to step up uh, this week okay. against the Saints. Well, and hopefully the, the sprained ankle allows him to play in this game where we're kind of monitoring Leonard Fournette's injury status because mm-hmm. uh, he's he's got a sprained ankle from uh, his best showing of the year, John, that 100-yard that performance, uh, over 100 yards uh, with a 47-yard touchdown against the Bills. Leonard Fournette is a player. When I went, when I, I, you know, listen, the obvious choices here, and it's fine if you say it or if, if Casey or or JC says it says it later in the in the show, it's fine to say Tom Brady needs to step up because there've been a lot of turnovers in his part. It's fine to say Devin White needs to step up because of the, of the three personal foul penalties that he had in the last game. And mm. um, but the guys I'm going to go with when I really looked at at what's been different in all of these games dating back to last year's regular season, the regular season game this year, and the playoff game. Leonard Fournette has been a difference maker, and here's why. In the very first matchup in Leonard's first game as a Buccaneer, week one, along with Tom Brady, week one, the Buccaneer, uh, the Buccaneers lost in New Orleans in 2020. Five carries, five yards, one catch, 14 yards. In the rematch, which saw the Buccaneers, I think, set a record for the fewest number of rushing attempts in a game, that 38-3 beatdown last year <laughs> in Tampa, one carry, zero yards, Six catches, 41 yards. In the playoff game, right, the third game of the Bucks saints series last year, the wild card, not the wild card, but the playoff win, 17 carries, 63 yards, John, five catches, 44 yards, and a touchdown. Hmm. See the difference? Yeah. Then you go back to the Halloween game this year, eight carries, 26 yards for, for Lenny, Three catches, 17 yards, kind of a pedestrian performance, you know, had had around 43 total yards. So the one game that sticks out like a sore thumb was that Buccaneer win in New Orleans when Lenny had over 100 combined yards and a key touchdown. So I think Leonard Fournette is a player that really has to step up and be the guy that we've seen him be over the last three games where he's had two 100-yard rushing uh, games uh, versus the Colts. And the uh, and in the Bills, then had a receiving touchdown and about 100 combined yards in Atlanta. So I think Leonard Fournette's a player on offense that mm. really has to step up. It's an interesting one. I think when he's given those opportunities, he'll need to. I, I especially in the passing game, like that's that's going to be a part of what they do if the Saints defend the Bucks how they typically have, trying to take away big plays as much as they have. Yeah, there'll be those opportunities for Lenny, and he's got to make the most of them in those situations. Also, as a pass protector. Saints yep. don't send pressure a ton, but when they do send pressure, you know, he'll need to be involved and they will be creative. So, yeah, he is kind of a key uh, factor in this game. I'll give you my first offensive well, and, player. And, and hang on one second, John. We're okay. learning from, from Matt Matera 
that Leonard Fournette didn't practice today. So without Giovanni right. Bernard, well, uh, uh, that's from just I wanted to just add a qualifying yeah. that Matt only sees like the first, the warm up, the stretch period of practice. True. So it's possible he was limited. Yeah. We just won't know until the injury report comes out in a little bit. It, here. Exactly. Well said. But the thing is, is he's not exactly healthy right now. We, we could admit that uh, yeah, he was not a full go in practice today after missing Wednesday's walkthrough. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, what makes Fournette even more valuable this week is without Giovanni Bernard, um, if Ronald Jones had to play, that means Ronald Jones would have to be there on pass protection downs. That's a scary proposition. So that's Sean <laughs> Yeah, that speaks to Fournette's value in this game. I, th mm -hmm. I think he's he's got to play in this game, even if he's not anywhere close to 100%, just for yeah. the protection value on third downs, John. Right. It'd be surprising to me if he didn't. We'll see what the injury report says. It should yeah. be out uh, any minute now, so we'll see. But I, th I think he'll play. Just listening to Aaron's tone of voice when he addressed yesterday, I think he'll play. My my guess is here, Aaron's talked so much about being healthy, and he's bought so into the sports science, taking care of players yes. and all that kind of stuff. I just think with some of these players who have a lot of reps or really smart things really well, like I just don't think he feels like they need to practice if they're hurt at all. So I, I think he's just going to. Like what last week, no, hardly anybody practiced, and then they did limited on Friday for a bunch right. of them, and then they were good to go. Yep. And so that's what I think we'll see, but I could be totally wrong. So we'll see. I think it wasn't just him, too, by the way. I think it was Winfield and Sherman. Correct. Uh, Matt says he didn't, the, when he was at practice today, he didn't see Winfield or Sherman or uh, Jamel Dean either. So we'll right. just have to wait and see on those no guys. Surprise, Jamel yeah. Dean, we got to get some answers tomorrow from Bruce Aarons. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. We don't know what's going on in that situation. So Agreed. My guy that needs to step up, and then I'll let you die, because I know you want to talk about this exciting new sponsor, and I want to yeah. hear about it too. But my guy that needs to step up is Rob Gronkowski. And he, it is shocking, but he's actually not played well against the Saints. Basically right. in his career, the back in 2017, if you can remember that far back, when he was with the Patriots, he played the Saints, and that was obviously not – you know, a very long time ago. Right. And he had six catches for 116 yards and a touchdown. But that's the only time he's played the Saints and produced. The last two games for the Patriots game in 2012 uh, or 2020, sorry. Um, last two games against the Saints that he played. And he played with, for the Bucks, and he played, he had three targets, two catches for 11 yards yep. in week one against the Saints. And then he had one catch for two yards in week nine when they played the Saints. He also right. dropped a pass on the sideline in that game. He had six targets. He dropped a pass along the sideline uh, in, in the beatdown last year, and he dropped a touchdown at the beginning of the third right. quarter in yep. the back of the end zone. So it wasn't a good game for him. Then you go to the playoffs last year, and five targets, one catch, 14 yards. Another miserable game against the Saints for Rob yep. Gronkowski. And he had a chance at a couple plays down the field and didn't make them. It's so weird to criticize Rob Gronkowski at <laughs> all because he's as effective you know, a player as he is. Then right. obviously the week's eight game against the Saints, he plays six snaps. He goes out with back spasms. He got the one target near the goal line, contested catch, couldn't come up with it with Malcolm Jenkins on him. He just hasn't been able to get in a rhythm against the Saints yeah. at all. Like they just haven't been able to Malcolm Jenkins, they have guard him. They play a lot of dime defense, a lot of nickel defense, right. and they still defend the run well. And they have kind of unique bodies to match up with people. That's been part of it. But he and Malcolm Jenkins have had absolute battles. And Jenkins has won more than I thought that Jenkins would win. And yes. Gronk is playing better than he's played at any point in those other games. Yes. And I think that that will aid him. So I think he's a player that needs to step up for the Bucs. I don't think he's played that great against the Saints, and that needs to change moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of playing great, okay, so I know that we probably have a lot of folks in here that like to do fantasy football, whether it's your own fantasy league, whether it's with Underdog Fantasy, one of our proud partners here on the Peter Report podcast, 
or maybe even getting into some wagering, right? Some wagering action on my bookie. So if you if you are a my bookie or an underdog fantasy uh, subscriber customer, uh, if you have an interest in fantasy football, let me tell you about this new partner that we're mm -hmm. we're speaking with here. This is ASX Sports. Now the beauty of ASX is it's free to play. So all you have to do is download the ASX Sports app on either Google, um, you know, Android or Apple, and uh, and you can play. Now what makes this cool is you can do live in-game uh, trading. Like this is like a stock market for sports. And uh, so the it's not just one of these things where you have to get in your picks before the game. You set it and forget it. This is a thing where you can you can win throughout the game by making the proper trades and getting the best players during the game as it happens. So, again, the beauty of this is it's a brand new company, brand new sports app. It's a brand new game. And the thing is, is download this because it's free to play. You don't even have to deposit any money. There's no money to deposit. But the best thing is you can win a part of a prize pool of $500 this Sunday night playing during the Saints-Bucks game. So make sure you check out ASX Sports. It's the next generation fantasy sports app that allows fans to trade shares and players in-game. So unlike any other fantasy games in ASX Athletes, you're going to receive fantasy dividends based on their real performance during the game, touchdowns, interceptions, sacks, tackles, passing, and rushing yards, etc. So this weekend, in partnership with Pewter Report, ASX is featuring the New Orleans Saints in the Bucks game. This is an exclusive Pewter Report contest for our listeners, subscribers, with a prize pool of $500. So that's, you know, that's something that, that should excite you guys. And here's the best part. It's awesome. Get in the game. It's free to play. Go to the App Store, Google Play, or download ASX and register for the private Saints-Bucks game. The entry code is 5983. That's 5983. Then get ready to uh, go to the contest IPO, which is going to open 24 hours before the start of the game. That's when you pick your players. ASX is going to give you a 1000 fantasy dollars to invest in the contest and buy shares in your favorite players. You must pick a minimum of three athletes to join. Mm -hmm. That entry code is 5983 to join that game. 5983. That sounds awesome. Sounds I, again, new and innovative ways to kind of play football games. Gotta be like the most exciting thing to fans as they're listening to the show. So make sure y'all check out ASX Sports. It sounds like an awesome thing and obviously yep. helps out Peter Report a ton, but also kind of will give you the opportunity to get some money and and to Absolutely. just have a ton of fun playing something yeah. like this. So I love it. Yeah. Um, and got, for, more, uh, for more information, you can check out our Facebook page. Uh, um, we've got uh, some information on ASX Plus. We're also going to be tweeting about it throughout the weekend. Uh, so all they're looking for is you guys to sign up for the free app and play the free game and maybe you have a chance to win some money on Sunday night. Yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, I got the Saints injury report that was tweeted out from someone earlier today from our, our our good friend Nick Underhill who covers the Saints. He said, did not practice. Ryan Ramchick and Teron Armstead, so both tackles did not practice. I don't think Armstead practiced last week, but he played. Uh, right. Ramchick did not play last week, I believe, and, and did not practice either, obviously. Um, and then Caden Ellis and Garrett Griffin limited were little Jordan Humphrey, Pete, Pete Werner, and Marcus Davenport. For the Saints, and then uh, Chauncey Gardner or CJ Gardner Johnson and Taysom Hill both practiced in full. 
So yep. it looks like Gardner Johnson will be able to go. Uh, probably good news for Bucks fans if you watched him against Chris Godwin. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, Pete Werner as well played really well last time, and so did Marcus Davenport against the Bucks. So it looks like those yep. guys are trending toward playing. And we'll just see about Ryan Ramchick. That's obviously a big one to watch uh, for this week if you're uh, the Bucks because that matchup with he and probably yep. Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett's moving all around these days, but he played most yep. halves on the left side this past week. But he played around some on the right, and everybody's. Everybody's got to move around these days with the Bucks. That's right, because Jason Pierre-Paul is not playing as much. And exactly, I'm playing well, when he's out there. And, so. and you know, John, I, I talked about how Leonard Fournette on the offensive side has, has got to be the one to step yeah. up. I'm going to also mention another injured player, the defensive guy that has to step up is Antoine Winfield. The Bucks are going yeah. to need him on Sunday because it's still touch and go whether Jordan Whitehead's going to be available for this game. They got to have Winfield. And you go back to to some of, of the, the big games that he's had, right? That two-point conversion pass breakup against the Giants last year. Mm-hmm. You go back to the big uh, momentum-changing interception he had against the Colts. And look no further than the last time that the Bucks beat the Saints, right? It was Antoine Winfield Jr. punching out the ball, Jared Cook, mm-hmm. in the second half. That was a key takeaway, one of the Bucks' four takeaways there. And so if you go back and look at, at Antoine Winfield's four games versus the Saints, John, in his rookie debut back in week one last year, six tackles and a pass breakup. In in that 38-3 beatdown courtesy of New Orleans, seven mm-hmm. tackles. Yeah. He had four tackles and a pass breakup in his last game on Halloween. But what was the difference? The difference yeah. was the six tackles and the forced fumble. Mm-hmm. He's got to make a splash play, whether it's a sack fumble against Taysom Hill, whether it's interception, or whether it's knocking mm-hmm. the ball – free from you know a tight end receiver running back's hands, I think Antoine Winfield Jr. has got to be the player that really steps up yeah. and creates that momentum-changing takeaway for the Bucks. I agree with you, and he did it last time, really. I mean, remember he had an interception back in the end zone that thwarted a That's right. drive, and that was Will Golson's penalty. And yep. then he dropped an interception. He broke on a route wonderfully. played great against the Saints last time, I felt like. But those two, he had two chances there, and That's one was taken from point. by penalty, and the other yep. one – yeah, couldn't come up with it. So, but you're right. He's a player absolutely that has to step up. William Butler, we appreciate this $5 super chat. This is a must win for this team. The Bucs need to play this game like they're on the brink of missing the playoffs. You know, I think this is a great point because for the Saints, everything actually is on the line. That's right. For the Bucs, everything they want will probably be achieved whether they win this game or not. Uh, probably, I say, you know, the one seed is would be the one thing that it probably is out of the question if they were to lose this game. Tom Brady's MVP candidacy, though, we'll see. I mean, that this <laughs> yeah. is a huge game for that because I think it the is. rest of the games will probably Sunday you know, night prime time. But right, it'll be a huge game. And and by the way, Aaron Rodgers happens to play the worst pass defense in the NFL and the Ravens this week. And so, you know, he's got a prime opportunity in front of him, and Brady's got a much tougher challenge with the yeah. Saints, especially considering that they're getting healthy. So it's huge for his MVP candidacy, Scott. It's huge for winning the division against the Saints. It's huge for not getting swept by the Saints. I mean, that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. It's a division winner. But the team you hate the most has swept you in. I mean, that's yeah, it's like an asterisk division win. I that's mean, it's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> if the Buccaneers like, you know, win this and they're eventually going to, right? Yeah. Uh, it would feel like a little bit of an asterisk because they did not it's, beat the team right, that had the crown before him. The playoffs, the one seed is on the line. I mentioned Brady's MVP candidacy as well, yeah. not getting swept by the Saints. There's a lot of like pride stuff on the line for the bucks in this game in terms of all those things might happen anyway the playoffs and probably not the one seed but brady winning mvp and uh you know uh, winning the division all those things but you want to be able to win in this game like i just think there's no question about it this it's gonna take one like a must win it's gonna take some players john players stepping up Mm -hmm. to beat the saints i've already given my two 
Yeah. Um, you, you go ahead and give yours. And Casey Hudson's on deck. She's going to be giving her Buccaneers who must step up to beat the Saints as I step out, John. Yeah, absolutely. Great to get your thoughts and your insights, Scott. We appreciate it, obviously. And Casey jumping in here to give us your thoughts now. Uh, what's up, Casey? On a great Hi. Thursday. How's it going? Oh, it's gone. I'm yeah. two and a half Celsius is deep and now starting on some coffee. So <laughs> two and a half in the last 24 hours. Yeah. It started at five o'clock this morning. My day started at four 30. So <laughs> hence why I need all the caffeine right now, but I don't even it's a good know day. It's good Thursday. why you've needed that much caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lot. Starting with instructing. I have to be the person who's excited first thing in the morning. So oh. that's, that's bittersweet because the Celsius is carrying you. It. Yeah. yeah. But well, I'm glad it's sustaining you. That's good. It's good to hear. Uh, You are here. Uh, You look energetic. And so I think we're ready to go for your two bucks that you believe need to step up for this game against the Saints. We're going to we'll take one offense, one defense. You can just do the offensive one if you want. And then I'll go defense and we can go back to you for defense because I think JC's jumping in here, too. So who do you got? Who's the offensive player? Is it Brashad Perryman that needs to step up? Get out of my head, John. That's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, in all seriousness, not just because of everything that's taken place in the past week and whatnot. It's just the fact of, you know, if you're going to take a spot from a guy like Scotty Miller or Tyler Johnson, who are supposed to be the future of this franchise or who need to be in more of a grooming position, then yeah. you got to really be more consistent. So, yeah, yeah, I need Rashad Perriman to be a lot more consistent. It's got to come down to making more catches than just the last play of the game. The, the game. If, if that was not, yes, the most important catch, but yeah. Imagine how much more effective you can be if you could do that consistently throughout a game. So um, pulled up his stats and stuff and just kind of looked at what he did when he was with the Bucks in 2019. And, you know, I think he only had under 20 yards in the first game versus the Saints. And then the next game, it doesn't even look like his name was on the roster or he didn't get any reps. So to have that kind of production in 2019, to come back with a couple people having high hopes with you, and then to do what you did on Sunday, now it's time to carry that momentum from Sunday, add some consistency to it, and really help spread this team out. Because if there's no Antonio Brown, then you you Mm -hmm. need that reliable speedster, and he could be it. Yeah, no question. It's critical. I mean, look at any game that the Bucks have played the Saints and especially when they've been able to find and have success. Mm-hmm. You know, Scotty Miller last year had made a huge play in the playoffs. Tyler Johnson made a huge play to convert a third down with that great back shoulder catch. I mean, that you can go on and on about times where the Bucks, when they've been able to keep it competitive for play, you know, Scotty Miller in week one last year when Godwin and Evans were playing he yep. was fantastic. He had like 80-some yards receiving. And that wide receiver three has been critical. And really, they they kind of they didn't get that production, whatever you want to look at. It was Antonio Brown's first game with the team. There yeah. were a lot of route miscommunications. You know, that midseason game last year against Saints, nobody had any idea what they were doing. <laughs> there was too many no. moving pieces. They were totally unprepared. No. And so, but that's what I mean. That wide receiver three spot, when somebody stepped up against the Saints in that spot, it's helped this offense a lot. Uh, and, right. And even last time against the, the Saints, uh, in what Tyler Johnson had his best game of the year, I believe, in that wide receiver three role, let me check real quick but i think he had like five catches for 46 yards made a nice play down the sideline um did drop a pass late in the game but i'm pretty sure that was his most productive game this year yeah five catches 65 yards against the saints so that yeah you're right whoever plays that wide receiver three role whether it's johnson or whether it's perryman obviously they have gronkowski this time around last time around Mm -hmm. you know barely played those six snaps 
and bowed out with injury again. You're right. Yeah. That's a critical role for this game. That player well, needs to be better. If you look at it this way as well, when you start getting to this part of the season, gearing into playoffs and whatnot, everyone's watched so much film on one another. So you really kind of start relying on those guys that they're not the heaviest name on the team, but mm -hmm. they can still make productive plays. And that's crucial because then you're giving a look that they couldn't really plan for, or you can, again, kind of have those tricks up your sleeve and switch things up, add some versatility to the playbook. So it is very crucial that that wide receiver three slot be productive and not just there because they're mm -hmm. queuing in on Mike Evans or, you know, Chris Godwin's got to make every crucial, crucial catch on the field. You have to be that guy that can step up and, you know, be in alignment with an Evans and a Godwin and, and bring something to the team. So, right. I would Especially, like to yeah. a lot more out of Perriman or anyone in that wide receiver three slot. Yeah, the more you talk about it, the more I think it, you're right. It's critical for this game. I mean, last time they, they played the Saints, they didn't have Gronkowski. They didn't have Antonio Brown. Mm -hmm. uh, they won't have Antonio Brown for this one, obviously, either. Tyler Johnson, Brashad Perriman will probably absorb most of that role, and they'll split it in whatever capacity, you know, the the, the Bucks see fit. But mm -hmm. those guys need to make plays. And, and it's not even like last year where, like, even that matchup was a tough one for the Bucks to win because the Saints had so many – Good players on the field and i think antonio brown in the playoffs if i'm remembering this right people can correct me if i'm wrong i'm pretty sure he got hurt in the first quarter or something like that so he barely played mm -hmm. in that matchup um so they really have yeah that's been every time they play the saints it feels like they're missing that guy obviously yeah. the saints are <laughs> missing plenty of players too so no excuses but the way the saints play defense yeah they're going to do a lot of bracketing with chris godwin in the middle of the field and they're mm -hmm. going to probably roll Marcus Williams a lot of the time to where Mike Evans is when he's going vertical. And obviously they put their number one corner on him. And yeah. Evans did toast up Lattimore pretty good last time. But still, that's going to be definitely a matchup to watch. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, whoever that wide receiver three role is and or Gronkowski, they need to be guys who win matchups a lot more in this game because mm -hmm. they're, there to, they're there to win in this matchup. I mean, the Saints do not have a great – as good a depth at corner as they've had in the past, I should say. Yeah. And so there are matchups to be won there for, for those guys. Okay, defensively, Casey, what are you thinking? Is there a player that stands out in your mind that's like, man, this oh, guy's got to be better on Sunday? Sometimes I hate when you guys do this because I can't pick one. But I'm not going to be JC. So there you go. I'm just kidding, JC. Um, <laughs> I really want to pick the entire Bucks secondary because at this point, I'm sorry, I don't care that there's been injuries. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're at the end of the season and, you know, We've seen that when there's turnovers is when the Bucks put themselves in prime positioning to win games, which is fantastic. But that can't always come down to the interior. That can't always come down to the edge rushers. That has to start coming up in the secondary. You know, if you look over the season, the course of the season, how many interceptions or, you know, pick sixes or anything that there's been, it's been very underwhelming. I think in the past two games, there wasn't, or there was the Rashad or not Rashad, Richard Sherman pick, but mm -hmm. that was still kind of like a, eh, that wasn't anything flashy. So I guess if I have to dial in on the secondary and some people are not going to love this, but you know, Sean Murphy bunting, he came back from his injury and he had a hell of a game, his first mm -hmm. game back. He did. And then all of a sudden it was just kind of like, He's there. He's not there. Then the next game, he looked very out of it, extremely confused. And then you guys were texting about him on Monday, and I had to respond back and be like, did he play on Sunday? Because I didn't see him. I didn't hear his name. I, Some I, good I, things about it. Like, we didn't get to see him get torched down the field. But you're right. It was very quiet. You know, he was on. Kind I of had no clue yeah. that he was suited up. And that's not for me to be, like, rude or nitpick right. or, you know, anything. It's Didn't just the fact anything. He's again, he's showed flashes of, of being useful. He showed flashes of doing great things in the secondary, but he's been inconsistent 
consistently. The only thing yeah, he's been consistent right. at is being inconsistent. Yeah. But I had high hopes when he returned because he did very well. I think he had like eight plus tackles on his return. And then they've just kind of slowly demised game by game. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that the team as a whole did very well against the Bills defensively. So yes, everyone's tackles are kind of up there because I think combined he has eight, but still, you know, he should be one of those guys out there getting interceptions and going up against a quarterback like Taysom Hill. If Trevor Simeon did what he did to the Bucks. Taysom Hill's always been an issue, especially when he gets out of that pocket. Look at any game since Taysom Hill has been in a Saints jersey. When they put him in the third quarter or the fourth quarter, he started creating some issues. And thank God the clock was running down if the Bucs had a lead because then it didn't give him enough time. But giving or giving him enough time in general could be a scary thing. And you can't just rely on the blitz. You can't just rely on your interior because if he gets out of that pocket and gets past those guys, then it becomes everybody else's issue. It's weird because the Bucks have faced him a bunch, but they haven't faced him as a quarterback at all. So it's there is definitely some level to it that of unknown to it in terms of them having played him. Obviously, they've seen him play quarterback, mm-hmm. but even that's been limited and it's looked different uh, throughout the matchups that they face. Yeah. Like there were games. The Broncos game last year when Kendall Hinton was their quarterback for that wide receiver because all their other quarterbacks were on the COVID list. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Taysom Hill did, did threw like one pass in that game or something crazy. Like they barely even like let him do anything. So yeah, he's had a weird – I mean, obviously the whole career with Taysom Hill has been very weird. But I, I fully believe that the Bucks, you know, defensively to have success in this game, it really starts with Shaq Barrett, uh, who I actually have – Written about a ton today, by the way. I'm going to plug Shaq all this Barrett stuff. Day. <laughs> it's a big Shaq Barrett day, so I had to pick him for this game. I wrote an article about how Shaq Barrett deserves his respect. He has played at that level now for three seasons for the Bucs. We don't need to have any more questions about who Shaq Barrett is. We know who he is. He's not a tier one edge rusher in the NFL, but he's a very good edge rusher, and you'd be hard-pressed to name 10 guys better than him in the league right now. Um, he's done it three years in a row, producing pressures, producing sacks, and coming up in big moments as well in games, uh, including the yeah. playoffs last year. We know who he is. We need to stop asking questions. But he also, you know, these are the games. We, they need him to show up. The Saints, some people have bemoaned the fact that he's only had one sack against the Saints, I think, and maybe his career, at least in the recent games against the Saints. But part of the problem is the Saints max protected so much with Drew Brees that they were always helping on Shaq Barrett. Um, mm-hmm. and the saints have great tackles anyway. So it's hard enough to win. And, you know, so you add those other elements to it. The other part of it that's impossible to quantify is how quickly the saints got rid of the ball the last two years. I mean, breeze yeah. was getting the ball out faster than anybody else in the league. So I don't even think Shaq Barrett's played that bad against the saints. Like they've hardly run the ball on the bucks other than the, what they did with Taysom Hill in that game where they blew the bucks out. But that was just because they had so many opportunities more than anything in that mm-hmm. game. Cause of the way that the score avalanche so fast on the bucks. So, I think Shaq's had played fine against the Saints. It's just that the scheme hasn't given him many opportunities to get home. Yeah. Um, with Taysom Hill, that's going to be, uh, you would think, a different story just because he will hold the ball a little bit longer if you take away that first read. The coverage aspect is back a little bit for the Bucks, And then Ryan Ramchick might not be playing for the Saints too, uh, the right tackle. So I think that it, mm-hmm. it becomes even more critical and kind of essential to make sure that you can get Shaq Barrett going in this game. So find mm-hmm. him matchups get him opportunities so he can win Casey because that's your difference maker player. As I, as I pointed out in the all 22 Shaq Barrett film room that you can check out right now on Peter reports, yes. YouTube, go over there, check it out, hit the thumbs up button on it. I think it's a pretty fun video. I love talking about pass rushers. So I got pretty excited in it and Casey made an unbelievable graphic for it. If you've noticed, we have those all 22 graphics that are going now. We got like a different look for the all 22 ones. 
That's all K Huddy over here. They look great, man. It's <laughs> awesome. I love it. Uh, K Huddy, so check that out. K yeah. Huddy, that, that's, your, that's your artist name, I think. Now, I, I'm a fan graphic. of it. I refer. I would prefer if everyone referred to me as K Huddy from here on out. Okay, can we do that for real? No, seriously. Oh, that's you can even put it in like descriptions and stuff whenever it I'm comes down to it. Totally down. Because yeah. I'm, I'm like pretty big on like nicknames. So yeah, K Huddy it is. But now we got to call JC something. I, all my names for JC, all that I've come up with, I, I'm not going to use on the podcast. because really I know. Fun. I was going to say one of the, <laughs> the most recent ones. Yeah, that, they all have to do with his podcast podcast uh, appearances. And he's got to do something different. He brings it on himself. He really does. And all he's supposed to be on today's show, and he's not even – I don't even see him in here. So we're probably going to have to wrap well, without his thoughts. <laughs> what a shame. Fine. Who would he have picked? Who would he have huh? picked? In memoriam to JC, who would he have picked? For today's wow. show, Nick Leverett. Nick. Um, I'm surprised nobody picked Blaine Gabbert. I'm scotching to pick Blaine Gabbert. I thought he was going to say it for a second when he was talking yeah. about Celsius, and I was like, he's about to say Gabbert. But um, who could I see JC picking? I think he picked know. Tom Brady offensively, right? Because that's yeah, his guy. But also, Tom Brady. Yeah, he, I mean Brady. Some of the stuff against the Saints has been over dramatized i think but mm -hmm. there's no question he needs to do some things better there have been some ill advised throws at times but like in the last three even, games yeah, alone. Yeah. yeah and even last game you know the first interception again not on him and there's been some of those bounces against the saints at times like the, the game where they were getting killed last year and he threw you know he's just throwing it up on some of those like he's gonna get he's getting sacked on fourth down and he throws it up <laughs> like that's not like there's a lot of context needed for some of those plays you know mm -hmm. what the mike evans messed up the route in week one last year and throws a pick as a result so i mean i don't really think it's that like he can't figure out the saints i think last year was just like i had barely played with the team that i'm playing with and these guys right. on the other side have played together and a veteran and so like Drew Brees yeah. in the pocket, I mean, that was a lot of the big discussion leading into a Saints game was the fact that you have this guy who has so much experience, who can put out so many looks, and then he's working with a coach like Sean, and it was just the perfect matchup between Sean, I mean, between, you know, quarterback and coach, and then he's coming in trying to build that relationship with Bruce yeah. Arians. And then of course, you know, media likes to try to create all sorts of headlines. So for the longest time, it was just Tom Brady and Bruce Arians get along and whose playbook are they going to run all that nonsense? Yeah. So it was, it was an acclimation period. It clearly showed because as the season went on, they started to find it and you're still kind of seeing a little bit of it now. I mean, that's what I kind of think some of the Brashad Perriman issue is, is you have to learn your quarterback and there's only one Tom Brady. I don't mm -hmm. think he's the most like, predictable quarterback that you just join on a team with him, figure out his ways, his superstitions, his, you know, all his, his isms and, mm -hmm. and figure it out right away and become productive. I think everybody has to have their acclimation period because you still right. see some plays sometimes where it's like, okay, was that Brady or was that Evans? Mm -hmm. And then in press conferences, you find out, okay, Evans kind of needed to tweak something there. Right. Hey, I had my acclimation period to underdog fantasy Casey. And let me tell you, <laughs> I won like three of my first four bets that I put down at Underdog Fantasy. I absolutely love it. It's great stuff. You can bet over-unders on player prop bets. So you go into Underdog Fantasy, put in a deposit. Let's say you want to put in $50 to play with. They're going to match your deposit. Whatever your first deposit is, when you use the promo code Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R, they're going to match it. So if you put in 50, they'll put in 50 more. You got a hundred dollars to play with. And then you can go and do a bunch of different things. They have tournaments. They have best ball leagues starting right now for next season. Even if you're getting ready to get a jump on that and get a jump on the competition, you can do that. 
if you like other sports, I'm a huge NBA fan. I had a I had a player a parlay going last night, and I won both. I won. I won a couple bucks on, on the parlay, and I, I I I man, I gets me amped up. I I mean, late at night, midnight, and, and Desmond Bain for the Grizzlies goes off, and the I'm feeling it, man. In the around around midnight, he goes off in the fourth <laughs> quarter. I'm telling you, I was pumped. So anyway, it adds an intrigue of fun to the game. I got a couple going tonight. I got Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown tonight, and I got, I'm got i going tight ends tonight. And I got Donald Parham, the Chargers' second-string tight end. I just need 11 yards from you, my guy. Can you give me 11 yards, big guy? That's all I need. That's all I need from him. That's what I got going tonight, though, with an opportunity to win a couple bucks. What's great about these parlays, you can do up to pick five, and you can win up to 20 times the amount of money you put in. So you put in two bucks, you got a great chance to win a lot of money if you can get a pick five to hit. And so it's awesome stuff. Go to Underdog Fantasy and hit that promo code Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R, to get double your first deposit right now. Really fun stuff with all those guys. And if you're looking to get more involved in any of these sports conversations, Spotify Green Room is the place to go, especially if you're into fantasy football. A lot of great chat rooms on here you can talk, but you can talk music, sports, culture, all of it, movies, whatever. It's all on Spotify Green Room. You can jump in. You can take the mic. You can voice your opinion and be a part of these conversations. You can download it on the App Store. Get it on Google Play as well. It's awesome stuff uh, with our friends over at Spotify Green Room. And uh, I love to say that uh, he is, in fact, here, Casey. The man, the myth, the legend himself, JC Allen, has made it onto the show. I'm trying to find you a nickname, guy. That's right. We are. We're trying to find. And I think you're muted. Are you muted? Speak, JC. Oh, you no. You're just very oh, quiet. Low. Oh, okay. Okay. Can you hear yeah. me now? Yeah, we got you. Okay. So give us your offensive player that needs to step up against the Saints this week for the Bucs. So there's there's many ways routes you can go, right? You guys cover no, up. no, no, not on the fence. <laughs> covered, covered, covered tight end, you know, covered running back, and I'm gonna stick with running back because I'll tell you, Leonard Fournette already asking about Grand Theft Auto on his PC, you know, hasn't been in practice. It, it worries me. All right, it worries me. I'm not sure if Lenny's gonna be able to go on uh, on Sunday. Mm. So instead of picking the obvious choice of Ronald Jones, we're gonna go even deeper down the roster. We're going to go with Keyshawn Vaughn here. Keyshawn Vaughn, Geo out. If Lenny can't wow. play, if it's Rojo and Keyshawn Vaughn, okay. he's going to have to step up. He's going to have wow. to be able to come in because we know how ineffective Rojo can be. And it's going to be his time to show that opportunity that he can go out there and he can actually contribute to this offense because he's the only running back left on the roster next year. Um, you know, you look at a guy like Ken John Barner, who they just signed. They also have um, uh, the – I, to be honest, I forget his name, but he's a running back from the Chiefs. John knows. Oh, him. Darwin Thompson, yeah. Yeah, I Darwin, forgot he was on Darwin there. Thompson. Was out there, yeah. They have him there as well. And now that the COVID rules have eliminated um, protection uh, elevations, you can elevate players as many times as you need to. It used to just so be could, two elevations yeah. per. So they can be very flexible with that part. So they can be flexible. Right. They can bring up either one of those guys. We know Ken John Barnes <laughs> experienced last year with the Bucks as a return man, had only yeah. one target, no rushes. But I think Keyshawn Vaughn's guy, he's got to step up if Lenny can't go. And and as of right now, we're on a Thursday, still hasn't practiced that we know of. We'll get mm-hmm. better, clearer picture tomorrow and today, actually, after the injury report comes. It, it's Keyshawn Vaughn It's going to have to step up and really, really prove that, hey. Just came through. Oh. oh. Injury well, report. Here we go. You spoke it into existence, JC. Injury report. Tom Brady did not participate. <sighs> He was resting. Oh, no. He was resting. <laughs> Jamel Dean did not participate. Leonard Fournette did not participate. Yep. 
Uh, Richard Sherman and Jordan Whitehead was limited, and Antoine Winfield did not participate as well. So no real surprises, but also no clear clarity either. They're right. being cautious with all those guys for now, and then we'll see how many of those could actually affect uh, status. Non-interrelated, what is Tom Brady being held out for? Uh, resting. <laughs> Old. 44-year-old bones, Jason. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know Bruce had to fight him on that, too. We already went through, uh, I believe, the, the Saints injury reports. Everybody should be aware of that. That was a little earlier on the show. looks like everything I read you before is no, correct it, looking at their injury report now. You know so, what Scott would say, right? What? The Bucks are so dialed in this week. They're ready for T-shirts and hat that they had to get Gabbard a, a day of practice because he's going to come in <sighs> and keep right. his undefeated streak alive. Yes, you need him to get some number one reps. I agree with that. Great point there, JC. Another great point here is that you should be looking for your holiday gifts at Living Golf Life. If you know people who love getting out on the course, Living Golf Life is the way to go. LivingGolfLife.com. They've got these unbelievable and super comfortable uh, polo golf polos and they've got these awesome hats as well they've got koozies they've got glasses the they've got apparel all yeah it's a great logo it's a great company they're great people great to support them and to support a sponsor of pewterreport.com so make sure you if you're looking for golf stuff for yourself or asking for gifts or getting them for someone else go to livinggolflife.com follow them to see all their new stuff dropping at living golf life on Instagram as well. And if you're looking for a great kids cutting off school and you're going to have some free time, some time to do some stuff as a family with the holidays, this is a great place to go. Pin chasers, bowling, food, and fun bowling leagues. You see the locations there on the screen for pin chasers, but pin chasers bowling league. I mean, you can, there's all you can eat pizza night. There's uh they they serve you can get breakfast anytime there and the food is what everybody always goes crazy about the food is awesome obviously the bowling speaks for itself but the food is everybody raves about their food there so check out Pin Chasers great night to have some food and some fun with your family out of Pin Chasers uh, great thing to do over this holiday uh, break that many are having now all right let's jump in here with your defensive player JC. Who do you have as the defensive player that needs to step up for the Bucks in this game? So, so listen, I, I like some of the choices that were out there. Obviously, the secondary as a whole, they they could they could make some more splash plays. And Antoine Winfield Jr. certainly one of those. Shaq Barrett is a great choice. The article you wrote on him is great. If you haven't read it, head over to PeterPort.com and go read it. Very kind of you. That John wrote. <laughs> but I'm going to stick on that side of the ball on that side on the line right there. And and Jason Pierre-Paul could definitely step it up. But I think at this point in the season, with the injuries he's battling. The JPP you see is the JPP you get. There's not going to be much more upside from him. There's but no the way. guy who does have a lot of upside and really needs to come out and show out is going to be JTS, Joe Tryon Trianka. Mm. I think he needs to have a good, good game. Point. He needs to go out there. He's, I mean, he's got four or five sacks left on the field this year, John. Mm-hmm. I think he's yep. four total this season, or is it three? Three or four? He's got three, I believe. Three three total. Yeah, yeah. Let out. Like- Five missed tackles. Yeah, <laughs> missed so, I mean, yeah. so he's he's got to come out there and he's really got to step up. They're going to use him in a variety of ways, as they have been using him, you know, as a down lineman, standing up. He's going to have he's going to have to get after the quarterback and he's going to have to wrap him up. Uh, he's mm-hmm. got some uh, <laughs> Ryan Ramchek not being a hundred percent and maybe not playing too, and maybe not playing yeah. is huge. So you have to take advantage of that matchup. But we know how much they like to move Shaq and. And and JTS around, but whoever has that matchup, if it's JTS, you got to win that matchup, and you got to you got to contain. Again, I've come to contain. I've been saying it. If you've read my uh, previews every week, it's contain, contain, contain these quarterbacks because they haven't been able to do it. <laughs> well, <laughs> last can. time, yeah, last um, time they played the Saints, Joe Tryanchenko played eight snaps, and yeah. that's a huge problem at that game. A huge yeah. reason why they struggled. And the Saints, you know, even if their tackles are healthy, they're great on the outside. They got question marks on the inside. Anders Pete, their left guard, 
out for the season. Cesar Ruiz, uh, second-year player at right guard, he's been banged up some. He's not not reached his peak yet as an NFL player. I think he can, he'll keep getting better. You know, so they've got some guard matchups that again, Tron Schoenke mm-hmm. can win. If they get the Saints in a pass-heavy situation, you're right. This is a game where he could have multiple sacks. Got to throttle down, got to finish, but he could be a difference maker in this Contain game. It's going to come down to finishing because if yeah. you look at the beginning of the of the Saints game on Halloween, mm-hmm. it was how many wrap, missed, missed wrap-ups in the first quarter yeah. alone. I mean, they made Jameis Winston look like an athlete, and <laughs> that was saying a lot. Right. Nothing against Winston, but come on. But, yeah, it it's not. Ridiculous. Right. It's the strongest he's looked in that issue area. All season, huh? Yeah. It's the strongest Winston's looked in that area was probably this <laughs> yeah. last game against the Bucs with the 40 yards rushing in like a quarter or something. <laughs> it was crazy. They made him look so athletic. Yeah, I was, yeah. Just, I was very confused. It was yeah. freaking out and then yeah. just like, getting worse. So Right. They need to get be better in that area. They need to be finishing. And they need to be winning more one-on-ones up front. You know, the Saints – and it starts with getting a lead. You know, it really does, like – They've been in these nail biters. The Saints are trailed early in a lot of these games mm. against the Saints. Even in the playoffs last year, you know they they were trailing early in that game. Uh, you know, and and uh, at some one point in that game, and so you know they need that needs to, part needs to be better um, for them because especially now when they have this talent, yeah, okay, get up a couple scores, make the Saints start having to throw the football. Now you've got a position of strength you can operate from. With their lack of weapons on the roster this season, their lack of great quarterback play. You know, this is a matchup you can take advantage of in that regard. So great insights from both of you. I think you're spot on. I think you brought really creative answers to the table. Nobody even said Mike Evans, and probably because he stepped up so much in the last matchup, and Chris Godwin did as well, which is huge. That's got to continue, obviously. Godwin does so well against the Saints. Like 2019, I think he had like 145 yards and then or 150 plus, and then this past game was 140-something. He just Mm -hmm. knows how to make those plays happen. But you said something great on the podcast with um you and and Scott about how when um what's his face the new quarterback not new oh Taysom Hill there you go thank you I'm drawing blank here I have hockey on the brain (laughs) as well two and a half Celsius is in yes and I'm surprised you can even form (laughs) Taysom Hill that his his timing on the ball the secondary should really have some fun with this game on Sunday If, if if they don't then I'm just I'm gonna be running into a brick wall here shortly yeah. because at least two interceptions. That's all I'm asking for, Bucks. Two. Right. Somebody said I, that I'm never pleased, but I'm not pleased when I know that they can do so much better. Yeah, I agree with you completely. That the defense needs to set the tone for this game and have one of their best games of the year. The offense, you know, they're gonna have hopefully they have a good game. The opportunities in mm-hmm. front of them. The Saints are gonna be a tough team defense, especially because they're pretty healthy defensively now. You know, they're gonna be yeah. tough defense to like pile up points against like they have in other opponents this season. But yeah, on the other side of things, man, yeah, no question. The Bucks defense needs to come out and have a confidence building. We owned this game type of performance. They have not had many of those this season. This needs to be one where the defense carries the, the team a little bit. So great oh, yeah. points. I love it. Uh, we appreciate everybody jumping in here. Great comments and insight from everybody. And you can check out, there's a couple film rooms up on our YouTube. If you haven't seen them, make sure you go check out the All-22 film rooms and some of the recent podcasts. Yesterday, Scott and I previewed this matchup in depth on more of a team level today it was more of a player level so it's all good stuff check out those shows you can have all weekend to check them out too because we're done until sunday well the pregame show sunday at 7 30 kickoff at 8 20 or 8 25 or whatever with paul atwell and i will take you up th- we'll take you through the game we'll be live analysis throughout the game you'll be able to watch with us on our youtube channel as we watch and react to what's happening in front of us it's going to be a lot of fun 
And then we'll have the post-game show, which hopefully is fun as well, because hopefully we get to have a victory post-game show celebrating a division title for the Bucs. A lot on stake. If they win this game, if they win in convincing fashion, if Brady plays well, I mean, it's probably a big bump for him in the MVP. Mm -hmm. The one seed stays alive. Like, a lot of stuff to play for in this game. But It's not just a t-shirt hack. Not yet. (laughs) That's right. Not until the the final gun sounds in the game for sure. So we appreciate y'all jumping in here. We'll catch you on Sunday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out.